Five o'clock in the Southland. We are broadcasting live from Solita Tacos and Margaritas in the city of Anaheim. 57 Freeway, Catella Avenue, right in front of the Big A. It is time for yes, what... Sir. Give it the real point. Oh, what? There you go. There's the real it point. It is time for what you need to know. <laughs> Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And sitting in today for producer Lindsay. Take it away, corporate Gray. Thanks, Morales. Corporate uh, Gray. So Kevin Costner's time on Yellowstone is coming to an end. What? Sources I've never even seen the show. Uh, it either. is a final. It is a final you know for why Kevin he's Costner. Why? Because he's gutless. Gutless. No, no, no. You can't talk to Kevin Costner like that. So sources close to the production tell E.T. the actor is not returning to the Paramount Network series after season five. The news comes amid reports of alleged drama between Kevin and co-creator Taylor Sheridan over the actor's filming commitments to the remaining episodes of the current season. Mm. Additional sources also tell E.T. that there is still no update on when the cast and crew will return to Montana where the series is filmed to finish shooting season five's remaining episodes. As a result, there's been a lot of confusion and frustration, and that's what you need to know if you like the show Yellowstone, apparently. That's a good job, Greg. Thank, Thank you. you. To be honest with you, I don't really feel like I needed to know that. I, no, other Cappy. people did. Cappy, you don't need to give him a hard time. I mean, I love you. I, I love you, too. This is I, the, I just read what's in front of me. This is the kid's second show of the day. This, love I him Cut him some slack. Love him Jeez, twice as much. Cappy. I don't I've not I love seen you. it. I love, love you, man. Right. I haven't seen it, man. I know I haven't either. And I want to start it, but I got to go watch Succession. I got to catch up to these guys with Succession. You watch it, don't you, Morales? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, he you watch Yellowstone. I did the first two seasons, and then I kind of fell out of it. Uh huh. It was a great show the first two seasons, but you should feel, you should feel so much energy right now at yeah. five oh one p.m. You know I why? Do. Why? You didn't do anything the first hour. Right. Sedano yeah. literally <laughs> put you up against the board. I mean, dude, it was ridiculous. You were the riding his shoulders up. to the finish line. He was like, he was Draymond. And I was, I, I was AD. You were AD, yes. I know. And you want to know what I, you know what AD didn't do? What did you know, do? And I'll admit it. I admit it. Okay. I didn't do it either. I didn't really push back and fight. Yeah. I just sort of absorbed it. Yeah. That's what AD did. You know, you talk about coaching and how you put this on Darvin Ham and his coaching staff. I, I see AD certain times when things are going great, and he's, his hands are raised, and he's let's go, and the whole, th- and then I see him last night kind of getting worked, and I'm not seeing that. That competitor come out last well, night. Well, I, I also think that he's frustrated because they know exactly where he's going to be and what he's going to do, and there was no, like, thought about, like, oh, yeah, they're going to know what we're doing if we're just going to roll out the same idea. I feel like, George, and and look. And by I the way, we got to get to LeBron, too, because i got stuff to say Well, Well, let's just – let me just transition into LeBron by saying this. Transition? Yeah. Uh, AD didn't play his best game. And the Lakers don't win when AD's scoring 11, 12, 13 points. Yeah. That is not happening. It happened one time in that overtime game against Memphis where LeBron put him on his back and he went 20-20. Right. Okay? But this isn't Memphis. Well, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So it has to be a complete team effort. Sorry. Okay? In, in game one, you had Dennis Schroeder score 19 points. Yeah. You had D'Angelo Russell score 19 points. Yeah. Okay? You had the team get to the free throw line 29 times. Uh-huh. None of those things happened last night. Austin Reeves didn't score much. LeBron didn't do very much offensively. Right. You know the biggest problem for LeBron? What? Is that he actually hit a couple of three-pointers. That's like the worst thing that could happen right now. I would agree with you. He was 9 for 49 going into that game last yeah. night from three. Right. And you know what? He had like three or four threes, yeah. A- and he had one in particular where he had to just bomb it away, and it was at the uh, end of the clock, and it, it hit the, the backboard and went in, and that tied the game at 40 at that point. LeBron taking threes right now, bad. Yes, I would agree. 
if anybody should be going to the rack, if anybody should be putting themselves all over everybody physically, it should be LeBron. Agreed. So here's what I'll tell you. Thank you. Thank is you that, that I agree with you, and it was one of the keys to the series, if you remember when we talked about our keys at the, before the series even started. Five right? keys. Right. We had five keys. That's right. And it was LeBron needs to get to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Okay. How did he do last night? Um, I don't think he got to the free throw line that often. But nonetheless, I talked to somebody yesterday that kind of made me understand at least how it's gone for him in that regard for now. Who'd you so, talk to? I can't tell you that. You know that when you tell me that you talk to somebody that tells you something, yes, I would like to know who you talk to. Well, but I can't tell you. So then I can determine how much I want to take what they said to you. Well, just trust me. It's someone that knows basketball. All right. I trust you. Okay. So I talked to this someone, and I said, what do you think about LeBron not getting to the rack? And they're like, well, in game one, it wasn't really necessary. AD was just so dominant. They were never really not in control of that game, except for the last few scrambling minutes. Um, they had a 10-point lead, and before right. you knew it, it was a one-point right. lead. Right, so that, that was it. And then they were like, and in game two, it kind of got away from them in the third quarter, so it's like, eh. So basically what this person was telling me was that at this stage of his career, at 38 years old, He's only got so many drives in, in these legs, kind of like these old legs. These old legs right yeah. here? Right. There's only so, only so many drives. What did you think when you felt those legs right there? Not bad. Yeah? Not bad. Not bad. But only so many drives left in those legs. Yeah. Right? So because of that, he's got to save himself for when it matters most. Okay, so. So now they come home. Right. They need to win at least one Ideally, both at home. You got to so win think this first one. You got to win Saturday. No Most question, important. No question about it. So I think uh, tom- or tomorrow's game. Yeah, tomorrow's game. Is today Friday? Correct. Okay. Tomorrow's game, he is going to be diving head first into the lane, getting foul call, trying to get foul calls all game long. Good. That's what he should do. Yes. And you know what else he should do? What? He should tell everybody else in the locker room, hey, do what I tell you to do. Okay. Because as much as this is Anthony Davis, it's got to run through AD. And yeah. by the way, it does. Anthony Davis tomorrow, just so you know, yeah. be prepared. What? This is going to be his best scoring game of the entire series. Is that a prediction? It is a prediction. Is that a bold guarantee? I think it's pretty Are you bold. Do the Chuck uh, Bar- Charles Barkley thing? It's guarantee. I mean, look, it just it. You look at the numbers: twenty-two points, twelve points, thirty-one points, thirteen points, et cetera, et cetera. It keeps going back and forth. Between high-scoring production, very low-scoring production. Bad AD last night, good AD coming tomorrow. Right. And the I Lakers w- are going to win tomorrow. I think so, too. I would be stunned if the Lakers didn't win. If they don't win tomorrow, I'm with you. Then it's like, uh-oh. And if everybody... I'm Buckle tell, up. I'm going to tell everybody who's a Laker fan who's going to this game tomorrow. Yeah. First of all, good for you. Very lucky you got tickets. Incredible. Like It's like 450 bucks just to get in the building. Oh, dude, I bought uh, face value tickets for this game. Four of them. You didn't buy anything. Well, wait a second. I executed the transaction of purchasing four tickets to this game on Saturday. Hold on. Laura, are you there? Hi, guys. Do you believe Cappy bought anything? No. He never buys anything. He's like caking to everybody. What I'm saying to you is... Did you buy them? I executed the transaction what, to purchase four 
tickets to the Laker uh-huh. game tomorrow. What, what does that no. mean exactly? It, yes. It was on Rachel's credit card. That's what it Oh, means. Okay, that makes sense. You're, you're very close. You're very Corporate. close. Corporate card. I'll just say it this it way. The, the cited account? Yeah. I bought cited corporate card? I'm not saying I paid for them. I'm just saying I bought them. Let's put it that way. You bought them with somebody else's card. Yeah, that's what I'm saying I executed the yeah, transaction. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, you're going to the game. Uh-huh. $500 face value. Right. 500 bucks. Yeah. Now, you know why I wouldn't buy them? Cuz they're $500. Right. But I would use I would use somebody else's card to buy them yes. for them. Uh-huh. Right? 500 bucks. Yeah. If you have a ticket to tomorrow's game, like that's you, you are lucky that you are going to see Steph Curry versus LeBron James. Uh-huh. You're going to see Klay Thompson cuz let me tell you something. We talked about AD. We've talked about LeBron. Yeah. We've talked about the coaching Clay staff. Clay was incredible last night. Clay Thompson last night was out of his mind. Yeah. And so when we talk about everything that the Lakers didn't do, we're not really talking about what the Warriors did do. And what they did last night was they bombed away. They found guys to start this game because somebody else is sick that you're not expecting, and then all of a sudden they're bombing three-pointers. Right. They didn't even need Steph Curry last night to be the best offensive player. They, well, he was still the, arguably the best offensive player. He just did it by assisting. assisting. Right. And and the way he handles the ball, et cetera, et cetera. Look, the Lakers got blown out because the Warriors had a great night. The scary part of this series for the Lakers comes down to this. When the Lakers win, it looks like they're probably going to be really tight games that could be decided in the final moments. Right. When the Warriors win, it kind of looks like they're going to blow the Lakers out. Maybe. At least that's analysis through two games. Yeah. Because thus far, that's what's happened. Right, that's all we have. That's kind of the only sample yeah, the size, only sample we, really size have we have at the moment. To... But here's the thing. If LeBron can get to the line, mm-hmm. I actually think that unlocks AD. Because all of a sudden, if he can put his head down, get to the free throw line, and they realize, uh-oh, it's going to be one of those nights, that means Anthony Davis now they, – that means they're going to collapse on LeBron – and you know who's going to be available? I mean, they may not cheat off him, but he's going to be able to at least take advantage of a one-on-one matchup. And it may not because the guy who's probably going to have to rotate to LeBron is probably going to be Draymond if LeBron goes off. In game one, and I know we talked about this before game one. Yeah. You cannot get into a three-point battle no, with the Warriors. No question. In game one, yeah. when the Warriors would hit a three, the Lakers would come down and take their two. Or maybe take their two and one. They would get to the free throw line. They were able to slow the game down. You yeah. talked about the pace of the game. Right. And last night was a great example. The Warriors were up and down the floor. Yeah. And the Lakers don't have that time on the free throw line no. to breathe. Right. They were exhausted last night. So And there's only one game between games now. So and and, and luckily one day, rather. Luckily they won the game yeah. where they were the freshest of the two teams. Yeah. They had to win game one. Yeah. Now they have to win game three. Yeah. And what I'm saying to everybody who is Listening right now, who's got a ticket tomorrow, you're so lucky to be going. Yeah. Bring your A game because the you. I'm telling you, you'll never sell me on it. There's an energy that a fan can bring and an arena can bring yeah. that can lift up a team. Okay. Especially a tired old team. Yeah. So bring your A game. Not your B game. Don't bring that nonsense. Okay, don't bring that in this house. Come on. Uh-uh. Like Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> you know who's going to join us next? Tell me. Everyone's favorite sideline reporter. Who's that? 
Mike Trudell? And Mike Trudell's not my favorite sideline reporter. Lisa Salters, okay. who was on the broadcast last she night. She was, yes. She does an excellent job. my favorite sideline reporter. Yeah. Okay. He's your what? He's like my fourth. Fourth. Okay. Because I have Lisa Salters, number one. Right. Pam Oliver, number Pam two. Pam Oliver, also excellent. I give you number three. Thank you. I appreciate that. And then... Mike Trudell. Then Mike, he's my favorite sideline reporter, so he will join us in just a moment. We are here at Solita, Solita. here in Anaheim, Solita. hanging out. We've got another hour and 45 minutes. All right. So Mike Trudell is going to join us next. My favorite and everyone else's favorite sideline reporter, but Cappy. That's next here on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Quarter after 5 p.m. in the Southland. Party, party, oh, party from Solita in Anaheim. The 57 freeway in Catella. Still time to get on down here. Press the flesh with Shinano and Cap. Corporate Greg. Everybody's here. Better the Rand somewhere. Speaking of people I would love to do a shot uh, with at 7 p.m. Yeah, who yeah. I wish that Trudell was here. Oh, so we could do a shot of Dos too. Hombres Mezcal. Embrace for Cinco de Mayo. And he could whisper in my ear, you know, you've always been my favorite. You know, Trudell is a Lobos guy. Um, he actually brought me, that's the LeBron Draymond uh, tequila. Uh -huh. He actually brought me some Lobos uh, a while back. Uh, a couple years ago, actually. Um, and uh, it was very nice. Not as good as Tequila Mandala oh, well, or I mean, Dos Hombres. No, uh, no. Mezcal, but it was, no, no, it was no. nice. But I know that's that's his, his tequila of choice. Okay. Trudell. Is that accurate? Uh, tequila Mandala, the way that you say it, George, sounds great. Right. Uh, I don't mandala. know if that, but mandala. I would like to. Mandala. Tequila yeah, Mandala. I would like some of that. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you know, I got you. You know, just you come over to the crib, you know I got you, man. Well, hey, Mike, did you hear what uh, I, I know, did I with Tequila Mandala? True. Did you hear what I did with Tequila Mandala uh, recently? Shoot it into your veins directly. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. But on Cinco de Mayo, I wouldn't put that past us. Um, I got two bottles of Tequila Mandala to give to a friend of mine for his wedding. Because he's too cheap. Because he didn't want gifts. He just wanted you to bring bottles of booze yeah. so that you could drink them and, and enjoy them with him. And I got two free bottles of Tequila Mandala and passed them on to my pal as if I bought them. Pretty good, huh? Well, that's an interesting choice, and, and I think that you did what was that for. So, you know, what's wrong with that? Thank you. Thank you. Finally, somebody yeah. agrees with me. Okay, whatever. 
Trudell, real quick before we get to the the hardcore. These tacos are delicious. Are they not amazing? Yeah. Oh my what god! What are they? What kind of those? One, I have carnitas. Oh, one summer one night, you, me, Shinano, Ireland, at TRB over the Tin Roof Bistro. My treat, okay? Wow, Chris's treat. I mean, Coming name, on name the night. Do I? Can I sit next to you, Chris? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm in then. I'm in. All right. So, Trudell, what was the biggest problem for the Lakers last night? Yeah. Let's hear what you have to say. Yeah. I mean, so problem. I, I would just say that going into that game, right, it's very difficult to get to the level of desperation that the opponent has to have when they are down 0-1 at home. And what is a way to try and find that mental edge? You know, I mean, to me, the only real solution would be if LeBron decided this is going to be the game. Hey, let me just go for the throat. And at the potential risk of his legs as the series goes on. And I just don't know that they were going to get there. You know, they made the adjustments. Some of them were tactical, like getting stuff on the ball more by having Draymond guard AD. And those definitely made an impact. But ultimately, the Warriors just came out like tonight is not the night that they wanted the dynasty uh, to end, which it might have, honestly. If had they gone down 0-2 and had to come to, to Los Angeles, it would have been obviously quite difficult uh, for them to win the series. So I just thought that the Warriors, you have to give them credit. They played with full desperation. They were super sharp. And the Lakers were not at that level in game two. All right, Mike, what is your evaluation of why Anthony Davis is either so incredibly inconsistent or maybe he's consistently inconsistent? I mean, what is your answer for why he goes low scoring, high scoring, and vice versa per game? Yeah, I mean, the first part of it I think you have to acknowledge is that he has moved to the top of the scouting report for opposing defenses. Now, that used to be LeBron first, and AD would sort of get the secondary attention. And then I think it was a little bit easier for him to be consistent. He got his shots in, in a little bit more open spots. In Memphis in the first round, you saw them basically guard him with two guys the whole series. And on certain occasions, he would come with such force that he was able to overcome that. But it's difficult to do that night after night when you are also tasked with the absolute biggest responsibility on the defensive end. As he was again last night, as he was in game one, as he was throughout the whole series. So I'll put it to you guys like this. There's nobody else in the playoffs that is doing as much defensively that is also doing more offensively than what Anthony Davis has done. And that's with some of the off games in terms of field goal attempts and total points. So that to me is where, you know, the, the whole narrative about, well, AD, he brings it one game, he doesn't bring the next. That's not accurate. He's been bringing it defensively every night. I think that it's just, it's not an easy pass to also then be the number one option, especially when LeBron's out there too. And LeBron is still getting a certain number of shot attempts and has the ball. Like, Another way to put it, George, if you've got Jokic or Embiid, right, they're the number one on offense. They're getting the ball. They're getting the shots up regardless. They're also not doing as much defensively as Davis. So it, I just think the way that we look at him has been a little bit off, where you're expecting him to be this number one alpha scorer on top of the number one defensive guy when LeBron is on the team and the other team is keying on him. Sounds like excuses, what do you got to say but about I do that? think all that stuff is fair. What do you say about that, Cappy? I think that, bottom line, um, he goes high points, low points, high points, low points on scoring, and this team is not going to win with, he's, with him scoring 10, 12, 11, 7 in regulation and 5 in overtime. He, uh, hey, sorry, we think you're the best guy on both ends of the floor, so we need you to play really good defense, and we also need you to score a lot of points. Gee, sorry, everybody. 
What do you well, mean by Kevin, that? You, you said it's not going to happen. I mean, he literally just did that in round one, right? They won, they won four games. Memphis won two with him doing that. Then they got the road split at Golden State. Um, I do expect that he will bounce back offensively, but as long as he maintains that same level of defensive dominance, he can score 25 one night or he could score 17, but LeBron is going to have to up his game uh, on offense, which I think that he will. He's going to start driving to the rim more. So it's, it's one of these, like, I'm, I'm definitely, we've already had the AD discussion. I'm certainly more aligned, I think, with Sedano on it. But I just think we have to acknowledge that it's not quite so simple as, AD, I don't get it. Why are you so, you, you have to do everything all the time every game. It's, it's not that simple. That's, I'm just looking for some acknowledgement. But since you don't have me as your favorite, favorite silent reporter, I know that it's probably not going to come as much from you. So no, I, no. Was that, like, was that your Charles Barkley impression about what he said about <laughs> AD? Is that what that was right there? Uh, no, that that, that impersonation. Correct was that your Stephen A. Smith oh, impression? No, no. no, correct me if I'm wrong, Trudeau. That's your ignoramus basketball take impersonation. That's my, like, doesn't watch the games completely. Um, like, like Stephen A. Like Stephen A. <laughs> Stephen A must not watch the game. Stephen A. watches the game. Fire. Stephen A. must not watch the game. Stephen A. watches the game. Stephen A. watches the game. I think some of the some of the analysts, uh, that, and, and by the way, like, as well they should, Chuck is the most entertaining person on television. He's amazing. Um, I do think that he's, you know, sometimes he'll look at basketball in the same way as when he played, which, which I totally get. But I think if you're, if you're really paying super close attention, and the way that you, you would know this is if you ask, like, the other team, ask Steve Kerr, ask Draymond Green, um, ask Steph Curry, ask John Morant or Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, what they've thought of AD's performance. They're not going to be nitpicking uh, nearly as much as what is coming from on the outside because they know how good he is. Trudell just took you to school like Steve Kerr did to Darvin Ham yesterday. Oh, oh my! That's wow. what he did to you wow. right there. Well, here's, he let me let me take everybody else to school. He gave you the sharpshooter, Cappy. I understand that, <laughs> but now it's my turn. Okay. So look, guys, um, we can talk about Anthony Davis and we can talk about LeBron James, and they're obviously critical to the process of winning. But I want to remind everybody that it's a team game. And in game one, when you have Dennis Schroeder oh, score God. 19, and De- see, I want because I wasn't sure if you were watching or not, you know, and then you got D'Angelo Russell <laughs> score he's 19. He's at the damn games, you dope. I know, but maybe he's on his phone. <laughs> maybe he's not this watching. Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. There is not a person I've ever met that can multitask like Michael Trudeau. Okay. All right. Well, you know, they're like, Trudeau, we're coming to you. He's like, oh, I got to start paying attention. I don't know. No. Okay. He's ready. All right. Always ready. Stay okay. ready. You don't have to get ready. Okay. All I'm saying okay, is this. Go on, Cap. Go on. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for something to pay off here. What, what's, what's Michael, going? Michael, you have to have every everybody else has to contribute. You can't get 10 from D'Angelo Russell. You can't get single digits from, from Dennis Schroeder. You can't not get to the free throw line. All I'm saying is, last night, yeah. Golden State, to your point, played desperate and came out and bombed away. I don't think we should be all that surprised about the result last night. I mean, we're nitpicking it like. No, yeah, we no, we totally agree here for, for sure. It was it was a it was not just it was not about Anthony Davis. Like it was about I've been in, I've just been in these buildings before. You can tell going in just in the way that the Warriors are warming up. Like they cannot lose that game, and the Lakers. No, that they can. Now, you try to make up for that, that difference, right? But it's really, this is why sports are a metaphor for life. Uh, and, like, it, if you didn't pay your taxes on time the previous year and got napped, like, you're more likely to do it the next year on time. Up until the point that that happens, you may just wait till that last day to file. Like, it, this is the human nature element of sports, and that, to me, was the biggest reason. It wasn't just AD. It was a lot of guys that didn't play as well. And I think that they will play better um, come, what's tomorrow? Saturday night, yeah, Saturday night. 
Cappy, you didn't see Trudell pulling out a tax reference right there, right? No, I did not. But you, you didn't see that. No, I didn't see you it. Didn't see that coming. You know what I think about Trudell though? Yeah. Ultimately, what? Gutless. What? You call it yeah. Trudell? No. Gutless. No, no. no. gutless. He's a friend of the family. Yeah, but we're all gutless, aren't we? No, no, no. Oh, no. Trudell's never. Gutless. I thought gutless was now a compliment. Trudell yeah. has the guts. Oh. Yeah. If anything, he's the opposite. Oh, really? Trudell's a made guy. He's gutful. Got it. Not gutless. <laughs> yes. Is Got what it. I would say. Okay. Um, Cappy, look with that with that kind of slander, you're going to have to come with some uh, come with some some details now. You're going to have to come with some support if you're going to go there. Wow. What do we go? Well, I thought again, I thought I was kidding. giving you I'm a compliment. Kidding. You really don't. Have I thought uh, I uh, thought it was a compliment. So, so Michael, Michael, what 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 is the adjustment that needs to be made in Game Three before we let you go? So I think the, the first the first adjustment is is honestly like what Cappy just referred to, where just the team energy and, and like that and that will happen. So that's one. In terms of actual tactics, like this is where Golden State is selling out defensively and literally not guarding anybody almost, including LeBron last game, other than just trying to keep Anthony Davis about 10 feet away from the rim and have Draymond contest with it. He does that thing where he basically pushes you with his left hand and then his right hand is up high. So, like, the way that there are ways that the Lakers have to attack that. So one of them is to get AD on the move. Another is to get their guards pinching in and setting back screens on green. Like, they've done it. They've done it all year. They did it effectively against Memphis at times. So they, instead of just Golden State saying, here, Here's a wide-open jump shot from 20 feet. And the Lakers just took all of them in the first quarter. Like, no, you got to turn down that look that they want you to have. Do the swing-swing. Get a second and third action going on offense. And then they'll be fine because they're going to score more doing that. Then they're going to get back on defense. You're not going to be giving up transition three to Clay and Poole and all those guys. So I, I think that just by being more selective and direct offensively and not settling for what Golden State wants, uh, that's, a, that's a big enough adjustment right there to have a, a nice start to game three. Michael, before you go, we have a special someone that wants to say hello to you. Hey, you you're talking too fast. I'm taking notes. Okay. Oh, so, Pepe. A legend. I'm sorry. How you doing, sir? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pepe. I, mean, I, was, Pepe. I was trying to write down what you were saying. <laughs> you know, too fast. Well, Can't understand Pepe, a word this guy's saying. I'm just excited. I'm excited to see what what shoot. Uh, if you guys don't know, Pepe. Oh, has dude. The oh, he's got the me- he's got the Nike the uh, Mexican flag shoes today. Air Force One. Yeah, Air Force Ones. And so I can't Go wait ahead. to see. He's always going to match. He's got he's got the he's got the, the suit that matches the uh, the the shoes. Like he's got it all rolling. And I'm looking forward to see what the ensemble is tomorrow. Yeah, okay. hot, hot is what he is. You know, um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you until you start talking about Manchester United. Oh so, wow! You know, um, it's getting yeah, personal we had now. a tough loss. We had a tough loss this week, Pepe. 98th minute penalty. Are you serious? So I, I was very upset. Cappy has no idea what you're talking there, about. Oh, I do know. I there, do know. Manchester's no, a hockey team, right? Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> uh, come on, yeah. Cappy. Come I, on, Cappy. Oh, um, that's a good drop. Can yeah, we get that? Come, come on, on, Cappy. I'm, I'm going to lose respect. No, no. Yeah. I, I, I have it. Manchester United is one of the greatest soccer teams in the world. I, Can I, you give me one more come on, Cappy? Come on, Cappy. There you go. <laughs> I'm, more of a, I'm more of a Tottenham fan than I am a, a Man U fan, yeah. you know? What, what is Tottenham's nickname? The Hebrew Brothers, <laughs> because there's a whole. That's how I got into it. Because they were like, "Dude, that's the Hebrew team." No, the yeah. Hot Spurs. You, oh, yeah. you, you forgot. Is the Hebrew Spurs? No, we don't brothers. like. Oh, yes, right, you know. right. Yeah, no, we don't like. So, the so they're not we doing like that good. Okay, after so many years that you were telling me how good they are, 
They're not good. Wow, he's taking shots at you, Trudeau. No, no, I mean, seriously, because we talk soccer a lot. I know. I mean, Trudeau plays soccer. I know he was a college star. Really? I know. He knows. Look, we're we're going to finish third in the Premier League uh, this year. We're still on the come up. It's Ten Hag's first season. And and now I'm sure that fans would like to, uh, listening, would like to hear less about it. But that's my squad. If you want to hear about them, I will talk about Manchester United to anybody at any time. There you go. Sir Alex Ferguson is probably having a um, really, really bad year. Not know. probably. Definitely. He's having a horrendous year. That. I can't yeah. even believe some of the Biggest things that I've seen from world. him this year. <laughs> Most fans in the world, we're fine. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael, thank you. thank you for the time as always, buddy. Appreciate it. It was great to see your son today. I hope I didn't scare him too much um, when I when I yelled his name. Oh yes, when you saw him at school. Yes, I will. Uh, I will ask. He probably is going to not understand what I'm asking him, but I'll ask him anyway. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Soon to talk to you. See you later. Dude. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. There man. he is, the great Mike Trudell, everyone's favorite sideline reporter. All right, coming up next, Cappy. Yes, tell Award-winning me. radio Tinder. Yes, with Greg Bergman today. Actually. Yes, sir. As the host. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, this is Chad Kroger. That's super. I don't know why we're playing this one. Is it Chad Kroger's birthday? From Spider-Man, the song? Hero? Spider-Man. It's all good. The I Can Be Your Hero, Baby? No, oh. that's a different song. Oh. Better than Rancher. Well, I thought it was. That one. Yeah, hit the button. Hold on, Beto. Hey, we don't need Sedano. Let Sedano press the flesh on here. Yeah. Yeah. Secret of the Mile, you need a Mexican on the radio. Right. Sedano's Cuban. Hey. What am I? Right. Huh? I'm half. Hey. You're Italiano, mijo. Hey. No, I'm half. Today? Today He's we're half. all Mexican, right? Hey. <laughs> no, I'm half. Who's my dad? Yeah, the Mucho. Mucho anyway, a little after 5.30 p.m. In we the don't need Sedano. We need Cappy right now. Radio Let's Tinder time. Woo! We like to play a TV theme. That was for Spider-Man. Corporate Greg is sitting in for producer Lindsay. You can follow. Why do you keep hitting my You turned him off. Yeah, you turned him off. Better, you turned him off. Yeah. Uh, this is fun. You can follow him. Uh, I don't even know what your Twitter is. Isn't it Bergman Greg? Or At Bergman Greg. It doesn't matter. It is. Anyway, <laughs> don't forget about our sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Cappy, do you spill guacamole on my laptop? What's no, wrong with you? What is happening with you guys how, over there? Geez, how would I have spilled guacamole on your Radio phone? Radio Tinder made possible by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Take it away, Kirby Gray. Thanks, Morales. Appreciate it. All right. So He's before- switching now. He's no longer going to say thanks, Chris. He wants no, to do I, thanks, only Morales. Morales. It's only Morales. Sticking we had a with con- the whole conversation about it. Yes. Okay. We're right. branding. We had a okay. conversation about it earlier. Do we anyway. all call you Morales? He could, we could still do Christopher on this show. Christopher. On this show is Christopher. Every other show, Morales. Yeah, the right. Branding conversation. It's Christopher. Yes. No. Yeah, for you. All right, so before yesterday's game, I got a tweet from someone sending me the refs for last night's game. Uh Tony Brothers, Eric Lewis, and Pratt Freyer. Eric Lewis hates the Lakers. Okay, we're going to get there. You're going to answer second, Sedano. And the tweet said we are in trouble because of this. I know Tony Brothers has a bit of reputation, and so does Eric Lewis. But nothing along the lines of Scott Foster, obviously, who does have a major, a major reputation. You believe the referee choices pregame changed the outcome of the games, Cappy. Swipe left or swipe right. I'm going to Cappy first for a reason, Sedano. Do I believe yes. that the... The choices for the referees changed the outcome of the games before the games happened. Swipe no, left or swipe right? I'm swiping left. Okay. I do not. 
I you're do basically not. You're basically, you, you believe the league conspires against teams by their referee I'm assignments? I'm asking the question. I do, listen. Is a swipe left or swipe right? Here's question. the thing. I know a lot of people like these sorts of conspiracies. And believe me when I tell you that I knew when the Lakers were in the 12 seed that they were making the playoffs and that they were going to be in the postseason. There was no way the NBA was going to not allow that to happen. They were going to make that happen. But do I think that the choice of referee determines the outcome of the game before the game? No, I do not. So, like, if Scott Foster is doing a Phoenix game, even though he did I get do a not. they did get a Didn't win. Didn't they just win? Yeah, recently? they did. They did yeah. just win. That was, oh, and that was one that, in 15. That was pure Four coincidence over and over again. You do? You believe that? I okay. do. I, was, I thought you'd go the other way. No, Sedano? Sir. Yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the <laughs> NBA is the WWE. Like, this is absurd. Okay. Yeah. I, Look, I, think, I got the tweet. I don't believe it. I think it. that officials. I got a tweet about it. I, I was think, like, that's silly. Here's what I would say. I think individual officials and players could have issues with each other, right? Like Scott Foster and Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's more than one way. Um, maybe sometimes it's only one way. But I don't think that the league is conspiring against teams by throwing a group of officials together. No, I don't think that's the case. A it's, lot not, of- it's not Danny Davis from the old WWF days, you know, and Jimmy Hart giving him the, you know, the megaphone or whatever. Was Danny Davis, the one with the blonde hair with the good tail? No, he was actually with the dark hair, and then he became a wrestler. Oh. Um, Danny Davis. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's good WWF knowledge. Yeah, yeah. it's a master class. No, not quite a master. Oh no, no, no it's like a like a like a undergraduate degree. Yeah, agree. Uh, it's just yeah. good knowledge. Okay, got it. NBA Twitter and Lakers Twitter disagree yeah. with both of you. Yeah, I, I sure. agree with both of you. By the way, Radio Tinder is presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Go ahead, Greg. All right, so a youth baseball league in New Jersey wants parents and spectators to think a bit harder before arguing with umpires and has come up with a new rule it hopes will do just that. Umpire abusers will be required to officiate three games or face a one-year suspension. Suspending people from games may remove them temporarily, but won't achieve much else. Bozufi believes it. A guy named Bazufi. <laughs> Bozo Bazufi? That's who was quoted in this? No, there's no full name here. Bozo Bazufi. Bazo- Don Bazufi. Okay. B-O-Z-Z-U-F-F-I. Does right. not like calling police on rowdy spectators as he does not like to waste an officer's time by doing Agreed. so. Agreed. Do you think implementing a rule that holds heckling parents accountable in a see-how-you-like-it role is a good idea that could become widespread? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedan. <laughs> I mean, it's a hilarious idea. <laughs> It's a hilarious idea, and maybe unlike, like for little kids, that's a fun idea. But you can't be doing that like in high school where it's stuff like no, that no, when the game starts business. to matter more. Right. You know what I mean? But for like little kids, sure, I guess. Yeah, it's little league, little league umpires. Yeah, I, I'm gonna swipe right and say that I think this is actually a great idea. Okay. Ooh. Because when I was coaching Little League, which I miss desperately, I drive by the Little League fields now. I mean, he literally just asked me about Little League this afternoon. I know. I'm like a creeper. I'm like, I want to coach a Little League team. You know? That's but. Weird. <laughs> is it weird to like, want to coach a little league? Random, I, like, uh, I don't Laura think drop. so. I mean, I want to make a positive Dang. influence on the youth of America. You know, not weird. weird. Not weird. It's weird. So anyway, so here's the thing. When you are a little league coach, you are required to ump a certain number of games. So if they approve you to be a coach, you are volunteering to ump however many games it is. And it's the best thing that happens because then the coaches stop beating up on the umps because the umps are other coaches. You understand? Yeah. yeah. Are you done? Well, I, I, I want to coach a little it. league team. Is that so wrong? So we got a great uh, tweet in the community from Crash Override. He says, 
or she, could be anyway. Imagine heading down to Anaheim, hoping to meet at Lindsay Baseball, and you get there, and Bergman Gregg is there instead. I know. I, it's very disappointing. Aww. I totally agree with that. Wow. That's why wow. she was producer of the year, and Radio Tinder won an award. That's a quality tweet. Yeah, it is a quality tweet. All right. Um, are we going to the next one? Yeah, I already answered. So yeah, you did. Do you want to answer it too, Chris, or you're not listening? I know. I was not listening. Sorry, morale. I was working on the tweet. Oh, Chris, yeah, that's yeah. way more important. All right, so I was driving. Oh. <laughs> I was driving down here to OC, and Waze is usually very, very, very reliable for me. Oh, I hate Waze. Oh, I use it all the time, and it gets me to places with no problem. But I follow it to the T. No matter what it tells me to do, I do it. Even what? if it tells you to turn right and then left and then yes. right, left again, and like I, literally just puts you back on the same street. It is an adventure, and I like the adventure. Okay. okay. Today I, like I got that. here in an hour, but it took me to this crazy roundabout way, to your point, and I had to double back and forth a few times just to figure it all out. So you follow Waze or Google Maps or whatever app you use, no matter what it says, swipe left or swipe right. Cappy. Uh, sadly, I must admit that I do follow it. I don't even question it. Right. And I've given up. I gave up a long time ago on Apple Maps. I will use Waze on occasion. But I'm more of a Google map kind of person, okay. and I follow it to the T. I really do. I don't deviate one bit. In fact, I don't even know how to get anywhere because all I do is I just use the GPS. Don't know the names of any roads. Nothing. <laughs> I agree. 100% I'm the same way. Yeah. How about you, Georgie? Sedano. Shedano. No, I hate Waze. Um, I do use Google Maps if I don't know where I'm going. Um so, yeah, I'm more of a Google Maps kind of guy. So, but do you follow I don't it even the like tea? the Apple one. It feels weird to no, me, No, it's too. terrible. Yeah. So whatever you're using, do you use it no matter what it says, or do you... Well, I mean, if it does one of these things where it says... Like, this happened to me when I was going to Big Bear. Um, uh, just And I wanted to see it more for the time and the traffic, because I kind of know how to get to Big Bear. Um, but I wanted to just see what the traffic situation was like. So we were on the 210. It literally told me to get off on an exit and then jump back on on the mm -hmm. next exit. Yeah, but you, know, but, but you know why it's doing that? Because it's saying, hey, there's a little bit of traffic here, and believe it or not, it'll be faster to get off and get back on. Okay, so I, I did it once. And? Results? It took way longer. Oh, my. Way yeah. longer. Because there was a light. And then ah. those cars that I, I saw the cars that were that were in front of me and they or behind me and they were already in front of me by the time I got back on. So the next time it had me do it three different times. The next two times I was like, no way. I gave it the finger. Really? And that's yeah. Google. Yeah. So you don't like Waze, you don't like Google, you don't like Apple. I mean, I trust Google more, but I um, use your brain more than anything. But it, I'm going to use logic too. He's Latino. He finds his way. We good. Not me. I gave up on logic a long time ago. Yeah, we know that. I gave up on stopping and asking for directions. <laughs> I gave up on all. Who stops I gave and asks for maps, directions anymore? All of it. I'm done with that stuff. So this I, morning, Slee was bit as everybody arrived here. Yeah. To Ooh, begin the our day. Nice and cool now. Yeah. Slee was asking everybody, so how long did it take you to get down here? And of course, other than myself, who's seven minutes away, everyone's answer was about an hour. Yeah. It was bad. And you just kept doing it. <laughs> yeah. How long did it take you to get here? About seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Their whole bit was that he could have walked here. But real, that Sleewood kept asking everybody, and then we pointed out on the air, and he felt humiliated. Aww. And then listeners were coming up and saying, hey, Slee, it took me about 23 minutes to get here. Why was he uh, so consumed with the... Because he was looking for conversation pieces. Oh, he just wanted a little Other than just breaker. to say, hey, good to see you. Yeah. I see you every day. How but, are you doing? Uh, nice to see you. Yeah. How long oh. did it take you to get here? Yeah. I do like Sedano that you put your hand up because you knew you were on YouTube. Right. Yeah. When you yeah. Really, you that smart. You that kind of smart that you not, gave the finger to Google right, and and you couldn't do it on the camera here. No, I have a reputation to uphold. Which is what? He's a member of ESPN Television, Kathy. Oh yeah. yeah. So I if I cover it, nobody yeah. knows what this is on the other side. Ah. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I think it was a smart move. That's all. Yeah. 
just praising If he the was move. not a member of ESPN Television, could he have done it and gotten away with it, no problem? Or is it only the credentials of being on television? He shouldn't do it. But I, mean, I covered it. Yeah. Smart. I mean, here's like, the, don't do there's, it. there's the George Sedanos of the world that protect themselves and their brand. Then there's the Steve Mason that there's video forever of, of him? him running around naked <laughs> in the station. Yeah. And, and, and almost throwing up after eating a jalapeno. And, and by the way, yeah. I've taken the Zantac, you I've taken okay? the Tums, and I've taken the Prevacid. And the, oh, three the, of them? Yeah, the half of the jalapeno that I ate is sitting right here. That it's video, probably going to need to be surgically removed. That video is up at ESPN Los Angeles yeah. on the social medias if you missed it earlier. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for Radio Tinder. Thank you. Hey, hey, solid great. job uh, by you, Greg Bergman. Thank you, Bergman. Solid thank you, job thank you. by you. Yeah, Don't think. All right. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, Cappy. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's bring on the big CY. The big CY is in the house. Let's bring on Beto. Beto let's, uh, let's, let's, let's expand the part. Let's go five wide here. Yeah. Okay? Let's go like actually that. six wide. Right? I like that idea. Yeah. Six wide. Just a few minutes in front of 6 p.m. Party, party, oh, party in the OC shit out of it, Cap. Live from Solita, Tacos and Margaritas. Here we go. By the way, I want to apologize. Sedano's been waiting four minutes for water. And a star of Sedano's level, the fun and games department, Tommy over there, they should have water ready for Shidano when he asks, right? No Cappy? doubt. No doubt. This isn't Scott Kaplan no. asking for water. In fact, I'm actually, I've been afraid the entire show to say, who do I have to know around here this to get a glass of water? This isn't Clinton Yates asking for water. Woo. TV's Clinton Yates. This is George Sedano asking for water. Mm-hmm. Turn his mic off, Clinton. Everyone keeps they turning should. your mic off. Yeah. It's that one. That one yeah. is yours. There That's we go. Clinton. Excuse me. Now I'm a little loud. Okay, there That's we are. Okay. Hi, guys. How are Hi. you? It's good Hello. to see you. Clinton Yates co-hosts the Blue Review with Corporate Greg. I know. Yeah. You can find that on YouTube. Right. Just search ESPN LA, and then yeah. you can watch. How's that going? It's going well. Today was an interesting one. <laughs> okay. Uh, we fought for the first time. We, we had a little bit of a disagreement oh, really? over something yeah. that. Oh, that I happens think, with me and Craig all the time. I think yes. it was, was misconstrued. We disagreed earlier. You know, others on this station took a couple shots. We were, I was, by the way, I wrote down. <laughs> others? Who were these others? Who, who took well, everybody shots? Everybody agreed. Well, let's go. Let's just. With Greg, right? Name names. Yes. Who were the Mason others? Mason and Ireland. Who Whoa. else are we talking about? I did not tell them who what, who took what side. I was listening, and I, 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 we discussed the matter today of whether or not the series was bigger for one team or another, the Dodgers or the Padres. Right. And what I said was, to me, the reason why it's bigger for the Dodgers is for all of the reasons I was told that the Padres were not as good as the Dodgers in the last two years, which is, last time I heard, the playoffs matter more than anything. And last time I checked, that's the big deal. And last time I checked before that, the Dodgers lost to the Padres in the playoffs. And so I said, by your own logic, if the last thing that mattered is the only thing that matters in terms of what the standards are, well then, if it's the first time they're facing off since then, Cappy, why is it not more important for the Dodgers? So wait, so you, Bergie, you think that the series this weekend, Padres-Dodgers, by the way, um, yes. The answer is yes. For anybody that wants to know, where Which will side? you see me tomorrow no. at the Padres-Dodgers game? I don't think anyone was asking, but okay. Everybody wanted to know. I might go down on know. Sunday, sidebar. Okay, might, might go down on Sunday. You think that this series is bigger for the Padres than the Dodgers? Correct. Okay, and why so? Tried to laugh me out of the room about it. Too. I, I did. I did because it was kind of silly. Tried to. But because when it comes to the Dodgers, what happens in the regular season means absolutely zero. Mm-hmm. As long as they make Wait, the playoffs, what it doesn't the matter. Wait, what last time they played in the postseason, though? Just remind me. But, I mean, that was in the past. Okay, I don't know so what the, we're talking about so here. Okay, we're so talking about, talking about a series that's happening right now. Hold on. This is what happening right now. This is what it was on the air. Like, if you want to go hear this on YouTube, Just to your point, if anything that happened in the past is off limits, then what are you basing this the series is right happening now. in the regular season, okay. and I'm saying nothing in the regular season matters for the Dodgers until the postseason. So nothing matters so the, the postseason. But for the Padres, what the Padres, it does matter postseason? because they're supposed to be the best team in 
in the National League West this year all the way through. So losing to the Dodgers Random now would actually hurt them. The point. Results are the point. What you guys talk about in your basements has nothing to do with the reality. Wow. Wow. What happens wow. on the wow. basement? Okay. Just We're not the There's no such wow. thing as a basement just on the West Coast. Personal. You're from the wow. East Coast. That's where they have basements. Whoa, whoa, here. whoa that's low. All right, so hold on. So as far so as far as you needing to know how the podcast is going, that's how it goes. You don't need to go listen to the podcast. No, no, we want you to listen. No, we do. We do. We do. That's a shortened version of it. It was very good. Cappy, my thing I like this. It. I actually, it wasn't even about the point. I may download is, it right now. The generalized logic around the Dodgers supremacy complex, which is, well, if it never matters about what the Padres are doing, then why are you asking me the question about what matters more? If every single time you've got a different excuse, being history or being whatever or being fans as to why the games can never matter as much to the Dodgers as the Padres, well, then we don't need to talk about that. My point was simply, last time I checked, all I hear about is do it in the postseason, and the last team the Dodgers lost to in the postseason was who? It was the Padres. Right. We so, didn't bring, okay. we didn't bring up the Padres. So what do you think, George? I mean, th these are two guys that are battling it out on a podcast. I mean, I think it's, it's on YouTube. It's not a podcast. Yeah. So wait, so what do you so what do you call that? It's a video, video cast. Vodcast. Oh, you're calling it a video cast vodcast. now? Vodcast. Or a vodcast? Vodcast. Ooh, I like that. Didn't mean to knock anybody here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, there's what they're doing, and then there's what you do in San Diego. This is different. That's all. <laughs> What it, what, I'm trying to figure out the differentiation. I, I didn't say it w one was better than no, the other. No, I didn't hear. The, I didn't hear better or worse. I just was trying to give you a difference. Anyway, my only point was that the logic by which oh, I hear on, there's Kyle, no reason you. to ever discuss the Padres seems to be the same logic being ignored as to why there's no Hold reason. On. To Let me tell you George something. Sedano finally gets his water. So thank I, you. I appreciate so here, that, Tommy. Thank he, you. The Shouts case, out to you. The case to be made for the Dodgers and this series being bigger for the Dodgers is that the last time they were there. They had been destroying the Padres all season long. Yeah. The Padres hadn't proven to the Dodgers or to themselves that they could actually beat the Dodgers. And very frankly, most people didn't think that they could. Right. And they did. Now, yes. the Padres go out into the offseason, and they wind up spending a ton of money. They Billions. wrap up Manny Machado. They go get Xander Bogarts. But probably more importantly, they get back Tatis. <laughs> yeah. So for the Padres, they think, and maybe it's more important to the Padres, because they think... Not only did we beat the Dodgers last year, and not only is it the first time we're playing them, and by the way, we're not playing 19 times this year. We're down to 13 no. games. You know, um, we could stick it to the Dodgers and tell them, look how much better we've gotten. But on the Dodgers' side, it's like, let's go down there and show those guys that we're still the team. You've won six straight games. Yep. You're on, on yes. fire right now. In first. So staying in first place there's a lot in this for the Dodgers. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. The postseason is the only thing that matters. Don't it forget is. that, Cappy. It is. The first place winning in the NL West is of no importance. doesn't change anything. It's of like no do it in the postseason. apparently. The games in the regular the Dodgers, season don't matter. It's not about a Padres or Dodgers. The Dodgers have to do it in the postseason. That's all that matters. I wonder though. who they faced last year when that didn't happen. Wow. And they what lost. If, what if they don't make the postseason? <laughs> What if they don't? Then that's a huge. It's a, it's a huge thing. But you have an automatic assumption. That's a big assumption. deal for big deal, no deal. That'd be a big deal. That's a big deal. But yeah. you have an automatic the assumption. That's right? a huge deal. The assumption is the Dodgers are definitely hundred percent. I mean, it's not they even should. A they absolutely should. They should win ninety to ninety-five they're games. They're not that great a team. They're in first place and they've been. They won six in a row. They're not that great a team. There's a lot that's not missing. this year. They're not that great a team. Thank I think. You, I think by the time you start seeing in the next couple months, you're going to see like. No, oh, but yeah, I they're think back that there's a gap between the best, the couple of best teams in baseball, which I think are the Rays and the Braves, and then everyone else. Absolutely, yeah. totally agree. Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm, I'm like, I don't think that it's even. Even see how quickly sensible. I surmised all that? Right. And, George, here's my thing. If Dave Roberts is bringing up guys for big league debuts to rearrange his pitching staff, clearly 
it is important to the Dodgers. The Padres be, moved all their pitchers. That's fine. Sorry. But what I'm saying is that that's we're not talking about them versus the Padres. We're talking about them versus themselves in terms of the Dodgers and what they try to do. I think that this is massively important to them because also, Cappy, they play them again in a series next weekend. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of like a big macro series, if yeah. you will. Oh, it's a macro I think, series. I yeah, like that. Yeah, macro. I'm glad. It's like a great that. description. Yeah. Of so right. I think that yeah. the home one is probably the one you think you're going to get best of, but uh, the away one would count a little bit more. So you're coming down on Sunday. I, there, there's a 50-50 shot. Uh-huh. And how about you? Are you going to go to a Dodger-Padre game? No. No chance. no chance. I would love I mean, to the early. Lakers are playing tomorrow, number one. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. And then Sunday is like my only day to like not do anything and not have to hear you in my ear. And then I can just like. <laughs> I'm going to call you. And then just like just a day chill. of rest. Yeah. Sunday night baseball, you though. Know? I would love to come down, gas lamp and all that. We'll see. see I don't know if you're available that night. He but. doesn't want to hear you in his ear, but do you want to hear him in your ear? No, I don't call him. On I, no, I, I play like, recordings. The day of the Lord is for the, is the <laughs> day of the Lord. I, I, I <laughs> literally walk around like, all day listening mutual, to the podcast. It's a mutual thing. Like You don't want to hear him. He doesn't no. want to hear you. No. Cappy, no. I need, on Sunday, I need don't a, bother me. I need <laughs> to get a breakdown on something far more important, which is what's the setup going to be tonight at the ballpark? I mean, how are we doing this? You know what I'm saying? Oh, How about we talk about this on the other side? Plus, I do want to get – where's Beto? I don't know. Where did he go? Beto, Beto, where are you at? Is he at the bar Cinco or something? He's, probably probably in the he's over there. He's wow. talking to he he's talking Beto. Beto, come over here. All right. Probably we'll take a break. Beto's going to join us. We're going to go six wide. Oh, oh six wide. Yeah. This is like Five NASCAR. wide receivers. receivers and quarterback here. Oh, yeah. All right, it's a snake draft. Oh, no. That's something <laughs> No, different, different thing. All right. <laughs> we got one more hour to go. Here at Solita hanging yeah, out Solita. with you in Anaheim. Come hang out. We got one more hour to go here on 710 ESPN.